motherfucker past the mic. Spread the word like past the ice. This ain't mass for life. We can congregate and mash tonight. The boys in blue, I'll show you what the brass is like. The perfect storm like when Hello and welcome back to the Raining Opinions Podcast. This is episode two. Episode two, you guys. We're so excited. So excited. Um, we're going to get down to the point right away on this episode because this article, man, so many feelings, so many thoughts, and I just can't wait to get into it. So we're going to jump right in. Carmen, let's get into this article. So while I was at work, not working. I um, came across this article on the griot and it was called studies that claim that black men hold black women back and it seems to be like a salt in a wound okay so let's just let's just get on this title like I feel like the title just makes me feel things like black men hold black women back on that alone do you guys think black men hold black women back i say men no i don't i'm sorry keep going do you do you think that do you think do you think it's men in general do you think it's particularly specifically black men i think it's a certain type of man a certain type of man do you think it's black men hold only black women back because black men couldn't hold any other race of women back like what all are we reading into just the title of this the study claims black men hold black women back i think that that's a that's a very loaded loaded question it's just loaded it's loaded in general i think that the person who wrote this piece this triggers this like she's, yeah she's triggered but she says right at comma <laughs> but seems like a salt in the womb so we know from the title somebody's butt hurt Yes. Blood hurt. Off top. Blood hurt. Off top. We know that. So let's just go ahead and just read. Let's just go bit by bit because. We're going to go bit by bit on this and just note that I'm actually reading the article as we're sitting here. Who wrote the article? Let's talk about the writer. Uh, let's talk about the triggered person. Her name is Blue Toulousma. And this was uh, posted March 27, 2018. A few days ago. A few days ago. Yeah. Was that Thursday? Yes. <laughs> okay. I think so. Yeah. And so basically the intro to the article is basically stating that um, Brookings, and I'm assuming this institute is some type of educational research type institute, not exactly, not sure where they're located. Um, but they basically said that black women have similar odds of escaping poverty as white women until they marry black men. So what does that mean? What does that mean? So, so is the, is the idea that also black women have to get married to get out of being poor? I don't know. So, so before we pick apart the black women, black men thing, I think it's already understood that men make more money than most women in most cases in most cases yes so this is silly just based upon them trying to pinpoint it to like black people period because i think we also have to figure out what is poverty that too and then we also have to talk about two incomes two incomes right even if it was two women they have more money than one woman true two men have more money than one man also true so two incomes should now be the new focus but we'll just go through this article we'll just we'll just <laughs> read this article okay so um miss blue i'm gonna say blue because i don't want to butcher her last name um, she goes on to say, oh, by the way, there's a picture. There's a picture at the top of this article that we definitely, definitely have to talk about. And I think that first, let's describe the picture and what we see. And then we'll state what she saw. Okay, so I see homes, a decent neighborhood, maybe not your best, but I see homes with the yards cut. Okay. And um, I see three boys. 
One is sitting on a basketball and the other two are playing. One is about to shoot the ball and one is blocking. And the one that's sitting on the basketball is looking at the camera, posing for a picture. That's what it looks like to me. Yes. It's posing for a picture. Is, he's like, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. That, yes. That's what I get from this photograph. Me too, me too. Black boys playing or with a, a photographer capturing them playing. It's a sunny day. Right. I see no shell casings on the ground. Yeah, no, no. Also, he might be resting, right? Yes. He might be resting and he caught him resting. Yes. And he happened to look over like, is this dude taking a picture of me? Right. That could happen too. All right. So Miss Blue goes on to say, uh, mind you that Brookings Institute, they tweeted out the article and she's reposting this article. And so they tweeted a picture, and I quote, of three black boys playing outside their home one of them looking forlornly at the camera, seemingly left to wonder where their deadbeat daddy ran off to. So we don't know where she gets this from. We we looked at this picture. She triggered. She, we we <laughs> look at this picture, and and no at no point in time are we asking, or do we feel like these boys are saying, "Where's my deadbeat daddy?" We're not assuming that uh, these boys don't have two parent households. The daddy could very well be. In the backyard on the grill. And or one of those could be the daddy. Those the, the two figures in the back. You, you're right. You cannot tell how old they are. You cannot tell. They don't they don't look like obvious small children. True. So yeah. Um none of these people look like where's our daddy? They don't look like that. No, None don't. of them. So just based on the fact that she sees this picture the way that she sees this picture. Miss Blue was projecting. Basically. Pretty much. Because she may have been sitting on a basketball wondering where her daddy was. <laughs> so I'm sorry, we're trying to be serious. Here. But here, but the issue, we just want to point out that she attacked this article, but she attacked it from a place of already being hurt. Correct. Already having issues. Correct. So it already keeps her from being open, but we're going to get into the article because I think she does realize that as she moves on. As she moves on, yes. And so she goes on to say... Clearly, this masterpiece of sensationalism was meant to be clickbait and unfortunately it succeeded. By morning, black men and women were co-signing and or debating the merits of oh, 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 the merits of these findings, all of them essentially asking the same question. Is love just not in the cards for sisters who love black men anymore? So I just want to put it out there. It's a lie. It's all a lie. Okay. Um. We are probably going to have to visit the Brookings Institute article as well. Yes. But based upon the question that she just asked, are the people, the men and women we're talking about? Yes, there is, uh, it is in the cards for black men and women. I'm seeing black love everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere more, I look. More than I have seen in the last two or three years, you think? Black love is abundant. Black Black love is not a mystical creature. It's not. Black Black love is everywhere. Um, I just feel like people want to give it a hard time. Um, don't know why, but I think that the Wakanda people, forever. The people who have had horrible dating experiences without realizing that they are going after the same type of person in a different body. Yeah, yeah, that happens. I mean, we're all attracted to a type. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. maybe old girl just hasn't figured out that what you're attracted to is not good for you and he could be green say that doesn't matter what color he is right blue um <laughs> i mean if he's got the same traits that you're attracted to just because it's in black skin doesn't mean that black men are the problem you may just have a problem picking men or you might just need to solve the issues heal the issues that you're experiencing so your issues can can quit picking your men because i feel like her dysfunction is attracting a uh, similar dysfunction yeah 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 she's like okay dysfunction who do you want today he looks crazy go for him girl they all crazy anywho anyway <laughs> so i'm gonna scroll i'm gonna jump down in the article just a little bit and um she goes on to say why even bother telling us what many of us already know about our community treating black women as mules who are fit to bear children, birth social justice movements, and get education at rates 
that far exceed our peers while still not being deemed desirable enough to be marriage material. So did she just say that she personally feels like black women are treated to be... I think this entire article is from her perspective. Of course. Of course it is. It, it has it has no other possibility but to be <laughs> from her perspective. I Yeah, she it can't be anything else. Nobody, anything I say on this mic is from my perspective. Even if I think I'm being open-minded and recanting the the feelings of someone else, it is based upon my own perception. Absolutely. All right. So, so in her mind, it's, she tells herself, this is what she tells herself, that black women are only appreciated for bearing children and being well-educated. But that doesn't make us desirable. Because I don't know if having a baby and being smart makes anyone desirable oh she can have children and she's smart like if i asked my husband why he loved me and he said mm-hmm. oh it's because you can make babies and you're smart i'm gonna be like you don't know my name <laughs> you don't know my name you don't know what my name is <laughs> i i think that the true question with regards to marriage is are we are we stating what we want or require from the beginning are we doing that? Are we saying, hey, I'm only going to play this game with you for so long, but if this isn't moving towards marriage, which is something that I want, what what are we doing here? Well, here's the issue, too, because um, a lot of people, a lot of women, I, I notice they're ready to have that conversation first date. Okay, that conversation first date will definitely get you um, not a second date. Right. So, But I also think that as we get older... At 29, 30, 31, 32, after, after six months, eight months, what are we doing here? Because I have this thing called Girl, a clock just, that's ticking. You just gave the prime age of the player. I'm saying, like, I feel like maybe everything gets accelerated after, like, 35, 28 through, like, 34. Game on for the average black man or woman. You speaking to a woman who got married when she was 22. Well, you got to keep in mind that, <laughs> you know. And divorced by 25. You got to keep in mind that most young people are not even considering marriage at that point. But I understand. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the average age. So college age, college graduate age on average is what age? What would you say? 24, 25? Um, Undergrad, 21, 22 for undergrad. I'm I'm going to say. If if you went straight to college after high school. I'm going to say, and you didn't play no games, right? Right. But the average, I'm going to. 2425. Yes. Okay. So, and then like look at the people who are like finally getting jobs, working them long enough to be making the kind of pay where they can afford to play the way they want to play. Right. So, 30. Jump to 30. 30. At 30, if you are not married, you have realized or let's say you did get married early and you've already got a divorce, so you're 30, mm-hmm. right? You're ready to experience the world at a level that you've never experienced it before because you've grown 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 three grounds that's true and that's that's true and you got enough experience under your belt to tell you what kind of commitments you don't want to involve yourself with right away because i feel like when you're young you're you're kind of eager to be in a relationship yes yeah so once you got some maturity under your belt you're kind of looking to explore so i i see 30 year olds now and i can tell they have like that twinkle in their eye and they're ready to play and seriousness is nowhere in sight unless you just come in like a wrecking ball and no Miley Cyrus. Um, I was sure about that, but I held myself back. And and just, and just kill the game. And I don't really think that's a real thing because somebody who is true to who they are, if they know they're not looking for somebody, it don't matter what you're coming with. They're not looking for nobody. Yes, that's, that's true. That's kind of the um, situation that I'm in right now of trying to get into back into the dating pool these these men my age if they aren't already locked down or in stable relationship situations they're not trying to hear what i'm talking about right but i feel like you can talk about it but like once it's like an obvious thing like once this dude is like you can tell like i don't know like i feel like there's there's a point maybe like after so much has been done we went on several dates we you know we enjoy our sex, you know. Yes. We, we we turn calls. We don't we don't we don't we don't do careless activities like don't return each other's calls or let days go by when we don't talk. Like it is clear that we are into each other. 
like we are both into each other. And then you kind of have the conversation like, where is this going? Right. Because I like you and I can kind of see a future with you. I'm usually, well, I I haven't dated in five years, but before I went on my hiatus, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after literally at about, at about the eight, 10 month mark, I do ask the question, like, what are we doing here? Because if I need to take you out of the potential long-term significant other slash possible husband category then I need to put you into my friends with benefits category gone and demote you down a bit so that I can now open myself back up to dating other people but you know what I'm noticing like even though men don't necessarily want to be you know labeled as the boyfriend because then they have to you know kind of work for that role or Mm -hmm. you know do more they have more expectations with that role they don't necessarily want to be demoted to the friend with benefits because then they understand that there's another dude that's going to come in and possibly get all the attention. So it's like they want the... Well, uh, you're going to have to share to get off the pot. They, <laughs> they want the benefits of the boyfriend, but they, they want the status of the friends with benefits because they don't want you to have expectations of them. So I'm noticing that. like They don't necessarily want to take the downgrade role. But you can't have the best of both worlds. You can't expect me to Girl. sit here... And we play house, you know, I'm doing everything that a wife is supposed to do for you. And you can't even put a label. See, labels are necessary to me because labels let you know what your expectations are from both sides. If you are my boyfriend, you know not to be dot my dough at two o'clock in the morning. Why? Because that's disrespect, though. What, what he, it dotting your door means what does that mean coming into the house if we're living together and you out with your boys nobody's saying that you shouldn't go out and have fun with your boys but a phone call been hey babe we still out kicking it so i'm not sitting up at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning like oh my god i hope he not like beat to death on the sidewalk okay so that's that five-year thing so not my my, <laughs> my husband does not come in at two o'clock in the morning but I'm not going to be just These like folks is coming in at two o'clock in the morning. Every once in a while. Like if every blue moon that happens. Every once in a while. That's cool. Nobody say, hey, I have my life. You have your life. We have our life. Right. Right. Go and do your thing. But there should still be a genuine respect. Of a course. general respect. Yeah. For the household. I don't have a certain time frame when somebody can come in my house. But, um. I mean, I guess I haven't had the issue of somebody coming to my house late for me to say I would. You got a man with some sense. I, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe I, maybe if I experienced that, I'd be like, yeah, 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 that's important. But even then, like, I feel like if he I was. I guess I just been around a bunch of dudes. If he, was, if he was out there to do wrong, like, he can get it in between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. That's also very true. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah. But let's just get back to this article. Okay, so I'm going to jump down a bit more. So in her mind, there's nothing we could do to be marriage material, even though we are going above and beyond. Yeah, whatever, girl. And she's, yeah. So she goes on to say, um, we confirm the stark differences in upward earning mobility for black men compared to both black women and whites. This is what um, the Institute wrote. Um, We also confirm that black women, despite their solid earnings mobility, have a very low family income mobility. So what do you take from that? Um, What what I gather is they're just saying, like, even though we have, like, the education and everything we need to be able to, you know, get decent jobs and move up in said job, we still like if for any reason we were to have a child um and it was we were single family you know it was just the woman and the child mm-hmm. then we would still be considered low income because that's money that has to be stretched between more than one person that's what i'm getting from that i don't really know what that means maybe i'm not sure what that means i think that sis just pulled a quote to fill some space on the page here oh um <laughs> I mean, it's it's it doesn't matter what your demographic is, adding children to the mix. It's going to affect your. It's going income. to affect the bottom line, no matter what. One child, 
one child will do you in. One. You know what I'm saying? And whether whether you're making, you know, six figures or not, children are expensive. There's 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 no way to slice that cake differently. Children are just expensive. So I don't think that being white or black makes a difference with that. I think that obviously the more income the better. Duh. But I don't think that black women are more susceptible, that's not the word, susceptible, that's it, to hardships when having families than any other. I don't. Yes. I mean, it's just hard out here for everybody, if we want to be completely honest. This is all true. Um, She also goes on to say that she talks about slavery, as most people do when it comes to... (sighs) black relationships and you know everything that goes back to you know the men being ripped away from the families the women being raped and all of these different things and you know we've had to work twice as hard to get half as far um I'm personally tired of hearing this rhetoric because I feel like we're so much more than slavery and what happened during that time. I think we have to give ourselves the credit that even with slavery, even with Jim Crow, we are in school in, in, in larger numbers than ever before. We're starting our own company, so we no longer have to fit into white corporate America. Like entrepreneurship is at an all-time high. You know what I'm saying? We're no longer having to play by these set of rules because now I think that we're in positions to make the rules true true what i get from that where she's going it seems like she's trying to say like okay the age of money right yes so if your great parent great grandparents great grandparents great grandparents started with money mm-hmm. are in a better um place financially then it just sets up the next generation every time you know so it's like let's just say but we don't have generational wealth we don't we we don't we're, have we're gen- working towards it but right a lot of us don't have generational wealth but a lot of white people do yeah. so it, that's what she's saying like they are all they are so quick to talk about where black people are um financially mm-hmm. and it's like all of it's fairly new for us i'm gonna True. say for the most part but white people didn't have the issues that we have. They didn't, they didn't have to overcome slavery. They didn't have to overcome segregate. You know, they didn't have to overcome any of that. Like all their stuff was put in place. They've yes. actually got a head start and we've actually got held back for like years before we can even do much. Yes, that's true. So I'm that's not, what she's saying that that isn't I, true. I think that's what she's saying when she goes there. Yes. It's because like all these things they're not taking account for. And they just like to go, go on like tangents about, where black, where black people are financially and they do not talk about all of that stuff, which plays a big, a, black, a big, big part in it, where we stand and why the vast majority of us are not doing better. That's true. But don't you think that um, we would get further if we were the communities that we once were? like back in the 60s and 70s? Like we're not rallying behind each other anymore. We're all pretty secluded and doing our own thing like I can't remember other than the Black Lives Matter I can't think of like in our own communities people getting together for like the community a community kitchen or a community um whatever just that everyone is together to all work together towards the common the common goal like I can't remember Maybe when I was a child, you know, you can go to these different um, community centers and at those community centers, there are healthcare professionals there to help people. There are people in the legal field to help people like we were pooling our resources to help one another. I don't see that a lot anymore. Uh, I think it just looks different for our community now. I think it just looks different. I don't think it looks the way it used to, but I, I think... There are, we, we still do it. Um, I just don't think it, like, it's not a physical place anymore, you know? Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's something like, maybe it's internet based. 
maybe maybe it's gonna come in the form of black Twitter, you know? Like maybe yeah. I, maybe maybe it's gonna come in the form of like us like the podcast world, you know, coming together with like our money and like while it might not be for like a, a cause that is special for any individual, the fact that there's multiple people uh, that is going to come together and possibly, you know, utilize everything that they have and put together and, you know, help each other. You know, I feel like even if it's not financial, it's still a way to support each other. And right. I feel like it might not all look the same way as far as like what it looked like back in the day when there was a place where there was healthcare and legal and all this stuff. That's the church. And we know there's a million churches. Yeah. Now, whether, whether, these churches are active or people are utilizing the tools that are, are available to them in the church that has never left. And I feel like that is on an all time high. Cause you can go to any prominent black church anywhere in America and you're going to find professionals that are offering those things under the church, you know, under the church. Yeah. People just so don't take advantage. Just not advertised as much as I, I feel like if, if some uh, individual went to church and they needed help, they're going to find financial guidance. They're going to find, um, uh, counseling, you know, for whatever marriage counseling, uh, grievance counseling, anything like the, I, I know for a fact, there are churches out there that provide all of that. I would personally like to see more churches, all of the, the, the money that, that they get and all of the other things that they do provide from the counseling and all of these different things, unless I'm just looking in all of the wrong places, where are the churches that are when Bank of America is declining my small business loan, maybe my church could step in to help with the small business loan. And then once we're up and running, you know, I think, I think there's some, churches it's, it's probably that do just that. not they, advertised. They might a lot. not, you know, it might not sound like small business loan. It might just be them covering rent for like three months. That could be a small business. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure about that because that they, they, they rent is no punk. And I know people who have gotten their rent paid via the church. Right. So, right, right, right. so it just depends on what your ask is, I guess. That's also very true. Yeah. I'm probably just. And, and I guess the church probably would not be like, uh, your small business, hungry and not, family. And, and not saying you just go in and be like, Hey, Pastor, you know, I'm trying to get my little barbecue business off the ground. Oh, no, buddy, I'm going to need to see a business plan. Where do you see yourself? And three to everything that you would have to take to the loan officer at Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Wachovia, whomever, you still need to you still need to approach your church the same way. And, and the church can still tell you no, too. Like, what if they're really professionals and they're like, you know what? We work for Wachovia. Yeah. We just come here on Sunday and the weekends and true. this ain't no, this this is not going Even to... if you've been going there for like your whole life? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're looking for free handouts and nobody does that anymore. <laughs> okay, that's true. We kind of went off on a tangent. My apologies. It's okay. That's what we do. Okay, so we're going to jump forward again. Um, And she actually says, fast forward, um, several hundred years later into a system with a classroom to prison pipeline where brothers have been disproportionately incarcerated for nonviolent offenses like getting caught with a dime bag of weed and that same in the same scenarios are still playing out itself today. So I think I know why we went off topic because it seems like she's going off topic because she wants to talk about marriage. She wants to talk about relationships. Do black men hold black women back? Right. Per her title. Right. But all she's talking about is is what has affected black people up until this point. Right. And is she saying that because there are a majority of black men that are not acceptable, you may be available, but you're not acceptable. Right. Um, that's why we're having this issue. But what does that have to do with holding us back? Is she saying the fact that a lot of black men are not contributing financially and that's holding us back financially? But what is her argument? I'm confused. I don't know what the argument is, but like I say, what are you requiring? Cause what, what are you requiring from this brother that's living with you? Or are you living with him? You have to, you have to show people and teach people how to treat you and what you respect and what what you expect and what you require. So I know uh, because I don't care if you work at Burger King and you make an eight seventy five an hour. 
but you might not be able to contribute financially. But if you hear the house clean, you get home before me. If we have children, you know, maybe you've gotten homework done. This is that and the third. I don't think it all boils down to money. Right. It doesn't. It, it isn't going to all boil down to money. What I think is important is um, to stay on topic. It's important to stay on topic. <laughs> it is important. And I, 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 I know I am now lost in why, what she's saying. I don't know what she's saying anymore. At first, when I read her title, I thought she meant like black men hold women back. Because and I thought she was going to give reasons. Yeah. These are the reasons. Like black men hold women back because they don't support them. You know, they don't support their dreams or, you know, they hold women back because, you know, they, they, they support them financially, but. That's it, you know? Right. Like, if I support you financially, you don't have a say. Like, I, did, I thought, when I first read this, I thought it was going to read like that. But now I just see another reason to throw up, like, all our setbacks and why white people shouldn't talk about black people at all. Period. Yes. That's what I'm getting here. But let's just try to finish this up and then go read what Brooke Institute actually said so then we can okay. pick them apart if necessary. If necessary. Um. Let's see. Let's just keep scrolling here. Uh, she goes on to talk about systematic oppression. We all know about that. Okay, she jumps down and she says, every time one of these black men all suck and black women are destined to die alone studies comes out, they always spark hurtful, divisive, and alienating discussions where everyone is screaming or tweeting out from a place of pain, but no one is actually listening to each other. I think sis wrote this out of pain. Okay, so so I think now I know what she's saying. So maybe maybe she is saying that the fact that black men aren't where they need to be in general, I guess, if you do like a a uh, a large. I think we also survey. Have to, we also have to take into account that maybe these are biased pools that are being, you know, picked from. But here's the thing. Here's here's my. This is not my main issue with this her article mm-hmm. first of all when i see something that looks like it's from a white source right talking about my blackness and my experience i automatically know without a shadow of a doubt i'm not interested in what they have to say there's no open-mindedness needed they do not know my experience they do not understand they cannot relate true therefore it is going to be an error and if i do happen to read it just for entertainment purposes I'm not going to get besides myself in anger because I know it's inaccurate. I know they don't know, nor do they care to understand. Yeah. that That's kind of what I, that's where I go as soon as I see it. So I'm not going to really waste a lot of time being mad about it. I understand their uh, perception is skewed and they can't understand it. It's almost impossible for them to understand. It is. Even though, even though they try, they try their damnedest. Yeah. <laughs> you must know some really good ones and I mean, because a lot there are a lot of good ones but i'm just saying like for people who take the time out to write it's clickbait she's right about it being clickbait one but why be baited into the clickbait every time that's a word folks every time we just got a jewel every time every time let me see what they gotta say because i know she, this is bs she, she clicked on it gotten her feelings and then wrote about it Gave us a, a a saucy title that made us click on it and read it. She she played she paid the clickbait for it. Another word. <laughs> Y'all gotta catch these jewels, okay? I got a net down here. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, yeah. So I mean, look, sis, we are right. She's upset. She's sick of it. She, it says, she, and frankly, I'm sick of it. She's. <laughs> She tired, y'all. She tired. She and tired. um I think that the article is scattered, which is why we're a bit scattered. But uh-huh. I think she 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 brings it home towards the end where she's basically she's feeling like black love is impossible. She's feeling that black women I guess I'm assuming what she did, she said in the beginning that she's a black woman. I think that she's feeling that she is in a game that she cannot win. Yeah. I, I think that maybe she is at the end of her rope. Right. All right. And look at this last point and we can go check out Brooks. It Mm -hmm. says these jokers who peddle the black love is impossible rhetoric 
are exploiting some very real pain and creating a fog of disillusionment all for the sake of gaining traffic and ad revenue on their websites. It always comes down to pushing propaganda for profit. And if this does not make her herself a hypocrite, because she just wrote a whole article about what they're doing because she in turn is also doing it. Yes. What she is basically saying is don't do it and don't have a problem with me doing it. You know, like they can't do it. And <laughs> don't do it, but I'm going to do it. Don't you do it, but I'm going to do it. That's pretty much what she said. Okay. And she ended it with don't be a statistic. Now, what does that mean? Jesus. Don't be a child of God. <laughs> I'm just so confused. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, girl. I don't know. But just Blue, we'll be okay because you know what? Black love is possible, and we're gonna look at this. We're gonna we're gonna take your article and understand that we have to approach this article by Brooks Institute with the understanding that they don't know much about black people, right? Okay, and everything they're saying is based on a statistic that may or may not be actual and real. Okay, you know when you when you uh, survey two people. You gonna get an answer, but it might not be the accurate answer. Right. And whether that number is two or two thousand or two million, that still ain't everybody. Correct. So let's get into it. So basically, um, Brookings, the inheritance of black property. It's all about the men. Huh. I have to admit, I, I have to admit, this is a good one. The inheritance of black property. <laughs> it's all about the men. Brooks, you guys are onto something. I can feel the I can feel the anger simmering. Listen, simmering. okay. So the first <laughs> the, the first paragraph says with a capital B, Black Americans born poor are much less likely to move up the income ladder than those in other racial groups, especially whites. Why? Many factors are at work, including educational inequalities neighborhood effects, workplace discrimination, parenting, access to credit, rates of incarceration, and so on. Okay, so in a nutshell, if you don't go another (laughs) further, they have already explained what black people go through and why it is hard for black people to move beyond poverty. I don't feel like they took a leap of ignorance and just made up a whole bunch of hogwash about why black men hold back black women but i do see them actually doing some research and saying hey like there's a lot of things that play that make it unfair for black people and this is why they can't move past the poverty you know this is why right. that's what i see there an honest approach of information and utilizing it accurately yes i don't see any feelings just yet but, but we'll, we'll keep reading okay But gender is a big part of the story, too, as detailed in a new paper from the Equality and Opportunity Project, Race and Economic Opportunity in the United States, an Intergenerational Perspective. It's by this guy named Raj Chetty. I'm not sure who he is, but we can probably do our Googles and figure out who this person is. Um, They go on to say, as always, there is a huge amount of data and analysis in the new paper. But the big finding is that race gaps and intergenerational mobility largely reflect the poor outcome for black men. Mm. The report is another contribution to the growing literature showing that race gaps in the intergenerational persistence of poverty are in large part the result of poor outcomes for black men. Okay, so now I know for a fact if her if uh Blue's article did not mean black men hold black women back by the fact that they don't get as far, mm-hmm. if that's not what her article was intended to mean, then I don't know Blue and why she went there. I don't think Blue know what she was talking about. But I don't think that Blue read this this to piece the entirety. By, she she read the first paragraph, came to her own conclusion, and then spit something out on her blog. Well, well, we'll see. Here it is. Now, (laughs) my calculations are accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, so, I mean, it's honest. Like, we are, everybody at this point, black people at this point know 
that the odds are for the the black women right 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 um it just doesn't look good for black men because one for so like she was saying like black men just have not been available and it's not the fact that they a lot of them are not trying to be available mm-hmm. they they die a lot sooner you know that stresses them up that stresses them up like they just I feel like we always say like black women have it so hard and we do, we do. Mm-hmm. They say black women is like, what, what does they say? We the less cared for human. What is it? What is the saying? Do you know it? Oh, the most disrespected, um, peoples on the planet. Or yeah. Something we're, like that. The black women may be the most disrespected, but black men have it extremely hard. Absolutely. And somebody might want to be like, Oh, that's a, a, a pick me. Let me tell you what a pick me is. It ain't me. Cause I've been chosen. Okay. So therefore a word, a word. <laughs> I got this net for y'all. I got it. I've been chosen. I ain't got to be picked. Got that. <laughs> anyway. So what I'm going to tell you is black men have it hard. They just do. They have it hard. And if you think about like, if there's always mamas, yes, a hundred percent of the time there is mamas. There's hardly ever daddies. I do know of some people where they mama left, but that was, a one time that is few and far between Few and far in between in my experience so women always have examples on being strong women yes men rarely have examples on being strong men right and i think that plays a part in it if you know what it looks like to be an older woman taking care of her family you kind of have your you know you have your model before you right you know what to do it's it you, it's being done. You have a point of reference. Absolutely. As a black man, you get to, you get past college and you don't really know what's what now. Right. I haven't seen this. You might have you know you might have friends who have fathers, but you don't you don't see it directly related to you as a man. What you need to do. There are programs. There's all kind of stuff. There's there's people around you that mm-hmm. should be a point of reference, but it might not connect to you like that. So I'm not surprised that there's a lot of black men that just don't know how to right. get beyond the obstacle of young black man to well-to-do black men without fathers. Yeah. Those, th- those, those guys are diamonds in the rough. In my opinion, they are. Um, I feel like those are the men who were fortunate to have an uncle who was able to step in as a father figure. If you're a young boy, maybe you had an older brother that you were able to lean on for some types of guidance. Maybe, um, you know, your grandfather was still in the picture and he could give you um, perspectives from when he was your age now and, and kind of show you, you know, even though it didn't work out between me and your grandmama, this is how, This is how a man is supposed to be. This is how a man is supposed to conduct himself. You know, um, I just think that we're we're losing those examples. That's true. And also, I would like to say, instead of this being something that says um, black uh, love is impossible, this is more this is more of an incentive for black love to push through. Because, yes, because, absolutely. because it doesn't have to be like it was 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years ago. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. Right. Going forward, we can make sure that our sons and our daughters both have representation. They know what it looks like to have a family. They both know what it looks like. Because I feel like even so, like, say, for instance, somebody did have their dad and their dad died at 50. Okay, so what does a 50-year-old man do if they dad died at 50? Do they do what do they do? We, we, I don't know how to be an old man, you know? <laughs> you know. So it's like you have to make up in your mind to be the best man you can be, and 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 unfortunately that just goes into saying like you know what you find your 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 woman of choice mm-hmm. and you be a great man, okay? You be a great man to that woman, raise a family to the best of your abilities, and just lead by example. You ain't got to be perfect. But do what you can because you have to understand you might be the closest reference for somebody that doesn't have, you know? Right. You might be. So you might not feel like it's much going home to your wife, the same old stuff every night. It might not seem like much. You mm-hmm. you might not feel like there's much reward in being a faithful husband or just a family man. But just think about it. Somebody is watching you because they have no one else. Yes. No one else to look at. And you are telling them. You are showing them how to be a man and what men do right? and what men look like. I think we also have to um, 
take into account that um, TV is raising a lot of folks these days. Oh, okay, so <clears throat> I have a, I have a song. So when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, we had to listen to the Christian Contemporary Radio Station, KSBJ. If you're in Houston, um, <laughs> shout out, shout out. Um, and there was this song, and I don't know why I remember. I don't really remember the words. And I'm probably making up words because it's from memory and words I actually knew when I was a child. But it was people in a box, TV personalities, show me how to live in specific generalities. People in the box. Right. In of it, out of it. How much do I learn? People in the box. So and from that song, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, the TV is teaching you. Yes. How many arguments have you had where you referenced a TV show? When you them. when you reference <laughs> when you referenced like what a chick said when a dude said he was leaving her or when you referenced what like a man said like how many people say um I'm sorry but don't take this the wrong way what movie did you get that from most of them first of all everybody knows somebody telling you not to take something the wrong way they're gonna you, take it the wrong you're way. gonna take it the wrong way but the the TV the television has been scripting our lives it has. For forever. I don't think people know, no matter what your race is or sexuality is, I don't think that people know how to have genuine feelings, genuine feelings, genuine relationships with people anymore, because that's why I'm so I'm happy for this new show on BH1, Tiana and Iman, because it's showing black love. It's showing the good, bad and the ugly and the fact that they are working to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I just think it's important for people to make their own rules, right? So I understand, like, I get, like, marriage won't be for everybody, right? Right. Marriage will not be for everybody, but there might be people who love the each other. The idea of marriage is what is attractive. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't want to get married, but you want to, you know there is one individual that you love. Yes. And you want to have a monogamous relationship. Yes. So do that, right? Nobody's saying you you have to get married. But what I am saying is make decisions, honor your decisions, you know, do that. I also understand, like, as a woman, like a younger woman being scripted from television, when when I tell men to be honest with me, for the longest time it meant be honest with me, uh, predict your future, know what it's going to look like 20 years from now, and still choose me. You know? Right. And I can't even do that for him. So he couldn't do that for me. Right. So I, I want us to define what honesty and trust really, really means. Like, what does honesty and trust really mean? I think it's different for for different people, man. Different for different people. But at the at the if you're being honest in this moment and you know you want me in this moment, just be here. But if tomorrow you don't feel the same way. I want your honesty to be whatever that is. And if that is, you don't want me. Right. Because the last move thing along. you want to do is to have wasted four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty 20, 30 years of your life being somewhere that you don't want to be. And that's another topic. That's a big topic. That's another topic another day. But we'll get, we'll get there, folks. But yeah. So I, I don't even feel like we need to go deep off into Brooks. I feel like your perception um, will take you where you allow it. Yes. You know, and um, like I said, this should have been an incentive for black people to be even stronger, you know. Absolutely. Um, And not let anybody. Because we, we need to be united more. We do. Than ever. Right. And just because the article is pinpointing like our shortcomings, I don't believe that um, black men are weak. Yeah, we have a lot of obstacles. A lot of us don't make it past them, but a lot of us do. Right. I couldn't tell you how many men that I knew went through the, the um, prison system that are doing absolutely awesome at this point. Right. And I know that's not everybody's story, but I know that is a story. You know, I know it actually happens. It, it's, it, it's, it's the story of a lot more men that's advertised. They want absolutely. you to think that once you're incarcerated, you're done, you're in and out, in and out. And you're, you're just, you're just a degenerate at that point. But I am confident that it's just not advertised the success stories. Yes. You have to know that we have to, we have to go look for the good. We're going to have to work right. very hard to find the good. Be prepared to search, dig, work for the good. Because news media and outlets or whatnot, they just going for the easy, right. miserable. So I think the brass tacks of this is that, Miss Blue, you didn't read this article. <laughs> oh, God. We didn't either. We didn't either. We read your article, though. We read your article, and we read, what, maybe the first third of this article 
you took you took the piece that was going to fit your narrative and you ran with it and i don't think that especially with you being with um with um, a publication like the griot i don't i don't think that that was great on your part i think that if you're going to be a journalist be a journalist you know what i'm saying and um i don't i'm not buying it i'm not buying it and i am a person who's been down with the swirl since you know i started dating and i think that there are issues with the african-american community no one is denying that but i think it's it boils down to the person that you choose you have to be self-aware to know what you're choosing out here and 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 be real and be honest with what you're expecting because don't say you want this family situation when you're 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 not requiring that you're still letting him whatever color he is do what he wants to do and not give you what you're requiring well it's also important to make sure that you you guys mutually want the same thing that comes back to being truthful yeah, and, and so, honest with one another so like you can have requirements but if you're requiring from somebody who has shown you that that's not that's not what they're going to provide then you're wasting your time so but do you have the strength to walk away some of y'all just don't have the strength to walk away because you want a warm body in the bed and that's also another conversation for another day okay so listen i sleep like a starfish i don't mind (laughs) sleeping in the bed by myself okay let's just make that crystal clear anyway um (laughs) i triggered somebody i'm sorry anyway um let's just say that at the end of the day, we have to work really hard to make sure we're not projecting. Yes. Don't project. Because ultimately, even though your feelings are valid, when you project them onto things that have nothing to do with the way that you personally feel, you're just you're just adding to the negativity Correct. that everyone experiences. And um, I feel like while a million people can read one article one way, too many people can see it differently. So if you're not adding to the positivity then try very, very hard not to add to the negativity. And that's all I got for today because um I think that's a good stopping point. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I'm You not... tried it, Blue. <laughs> Man, she did. She but did. <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right. Okay then y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Raining Opinions Podcast. Please feel free to keep in contact with us via email at rainingopinionspod at gmail.com. And we can also be found across social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Raining Opinions Pod. We'll see you all next week.